You're listening to Creative Thursday, episode number 259. Welcome to Creative Thursday with Marisa Ann Cummings. We're talking all things life, business, and creativity with a special focus on helping artists confidently and consistently sell their creations to their ideal collectors online. Intended to inspire and empower you wherever you are on your creative journey, both personally and professionally. Enjoy and thank you for listening. Real quick, before we dive into this week's episode, get excited! Well, I'm excited. I've been painting ornaments for hours, and I'm excited to announce that the holiday shop is open with more to come in the coming weeks, but we're kicking it off today. Hopefully you are on the Creative Thursday email list. If not, hop on over to creativethursday.com and join the list for lots of merry, merry mail this season. Bring in your joy. Enjoy, speaking of joy, and enjoy today's episode. Hi, hello, happy Creative Thursday. It's Marisa here and Pepita. Have I mentioned that I record these also on video? Should I release all the videos somewhere? (laughs) Would you like these on YouTube? And the reason I say Pepita's here, well, she is often, she's often along for the podcast recording, uh, the workshop teaching, the painting session. She's, She's the studio, resident studio dog, and she is napping quietly on the futon behind me. I did some rearranging of my studio. You may have caught it over on Instagram stories. And I think she loves it. (laughs) She has a nice big cozy spot to sit right behind where all the action is happening. Speaking of action, let's talk about creativity again today. As you may know, I have recommitted I'm proud to say, happy to report that I have definitely been more consistent with my creativity and that just, it really, without sounding sort of trite, like it just makes me happy. I love making art and I've been working on the planner cover. Oh my goodness, it's interesting to try not to overthink this. (laughs) Just, I want it to be something that everybody likes. And yet I also want it to be a pure expression of me. And sometimes I may be a little more colorful than what the current trend is. Have you noticed everything feels kind of flat? I try. I've been trying to work in different color palettes, but I also don't want to deny what naturally comes through me, which is often like a red orange and a really strong pink but we'll see we'll see stay tuned 
although I might be sharing it before this podcast episode goes live. But if you want me to share some ideas with you, just DM me on Instagram. I'm probably going to put up a couple different palettes and see what it is that you like. Because of course, I'm going to share something with you that I love as well, regardless of the palette. There are certain palettes that are different from mine that I also respond to, but sometimes I just feel like we're being a whole lot of safe in the design world. And it makes me, it makes me happy again to go out into the retail space and to see some really strong colors coming through. I sense that that is a little bit of pushback of so much inwardness that maybe we want a little bit of aliveness, right? You think? So we'll see. But working on the planner cover, I've been working digitally. So a lot of times you're not seeing it. I'm not sharing yet. Although that's challenging for me because I realized I really do love creating art and sharing it right away. I just do. It's like a little kid in me who just wants to share what she made and be like, look at this. Oh my gosh, look at this. Which one of the things that I am working on is a pepita ornament. Speaking of a pepita ornament, I know that she brings a lot of joy to not just me. And I thought it would be fun if she was present on a tree <laughs> or, or present. I'm the kind of person that leaves certain ornaments out for much longer than holiday time. Present in general, maybe she could be your studio muse as well on an ornament. So we're playing with that today. So my mind is just fully engaged with creativity as it should be, honestly. And I just wanted to talk to you about how the holiday time could be a kickstart for your creativity. Now, if you are right away saying to me, Marisa, the holiday time is maybe my least favorite time of year. I'm, I'm sorry, I don't. I, I love the holiday time. I love the spirit. I love twinkly lights. I love the sentiment. I love that people are giving. I, I just, there's so much about it that I love. And I know I also had lost during this time. So I understand it from many different fronts and I'm only just prefacing what I'm about to say by saying that what I'm sharing with you around kickstarting your creativity, you can apply to any season, any month, any time. I'm going to give you some suggestions that will be very specific to just accessing your inner muse. And because we're heading into the holiday time, or some would say we've already started it, it's very fresh in my mind how this happened for me. And so I want to begin this episode by sharing a story with you. So most people know, well, you can just go to my about page and you can read that Creative Thursday started. It's the opening of my bio is often this. What started as an intention to be more creative while working a nine to five job became the brand, the art, 
the business that is known as Creative Thursday. And it started with me just saying, well, I'll be creative one day a week. I'll set aside some time and prioritize that. And Thursdays are definitely my highest energy, happiest days of the week. I think most people have a day where they really feel the most like aligned and alive and Thursday is that for me. So I thought, well, let me let me start with Thursday. And it did end up many years later growing into a business. And what I'm the story I'm going to share with you today is even slightly before this awareness. But I was the 9 to 5 job I was working was in interior design. So I've been a graphic designer. I worked a little bit as an art director with a group of graphic designers, and I then transitioned into interior design. I actually went to school for interior design while I was working as an assistant in a studio, and this was in Tampa, Florida. And a quick aside is that I've all this inner work I've been doing is also having me revisit sort of my path in life, right? The steps that got me here. And I've really been noticing all of the all of the things I've done, which is a lot. For instance, I may share a portion of an illustration I made recently for a personal project. I almost forgot that I used to do I was paid to do perspective renderings of interior rooms. So we designed a show house, the designer show house in Tampa, Florida. My boss at the time had a room and I was her assistant on that room. And then I think I pitched them and said, can I draw all these rooms? I feel like I must have been paid. I hope I was because it was a lot of work. Also, when you're drawing designer showrooms, you are often having to piece together the room itself based on what the designer is telling you it's going to look like because they're not finishing those rooms until the very end, sometimes even hours before it officially opens, which means I'm not getting photographs to work from. I'm getting, well, I'm getting photographs of the pieces of furniture and I can see the overall room, but I'm not getting a finished room to work from. I'm getting all these pieces and that is the reason why there are perspective renderings versus photographs because the booklet, the guide to the show house goes out before the rooms are finished. So I would create these on a drafting board, you know, with my my rulers, my straight edge, my pencil. It's very satisfying and really challenges for me, challenged my brain and way of looking at space in in an entirely different fashion than I had ever done before, especially being self-taught. So I do say I'm self-taught, but I've had many opportunities to learn different forms from figure drawing to perspective rendering. And you realize that, of course, all of these moments play into what you end up creating as your own artist voice. How do all of these pieces come together? It just fascinates me to no end. So before I dive into the story about how 
I kickstarted my creativity during this particular holiday season, I was also sharing this photo of me. I posted it on Instagram last week. If you see a Polaroid, it's a legitimate scan of a Polaroid from the 80s. I think, yes, yes, the 80s was taken in Venice, Florida. There's a young girl with a huge hat on (laughs) and you can't really see it because it's so tiny and braces. I'm sporting my braces, my huge hat. And I'm standing in front of this table of my hand-painted ceramics alongside my neighbor, Toots Loeb, who opened up her garage studio to me to come over and paint ceramics with her, which was another huge turning point in me, well, you know, having people in your life who really champion your creativity and give you these opportunities to learn and to really lean into that, she was one of those people. And I was talking about these moments, and this is where I want you to think about this as I share this holiday story with you. In life, it's sometimes so obvious what we are meant to do, but we find all these reasons, probably subconsciously, to talk ourselves out of fulfilling what is often present at a very early age. I think we are fortunate at this time that for you who are having children, If you're aware of this, you can see it happen in them and hopefully cultivate more of what they naturally lean towards versus, you know, I had a little bit of this. I had enough people encourage me, which was great, but I'm also still part of the generation that would not say, oh my goodness, look at her. She loves making art. She's going to have a fabulous career. (laughs) They'd probably be like, "Uh, what's your backup plan? What's your plan B? Because that's how I ultimately went out into the world is, yeah, I like to make art. It'll be a hobby on the side. You know, I don't know if I'm exceptional at it and uh, it's cool. But what happened in that moment, that Polaroid, is that day I sold over $100 worth of ceramics. And I was good at it. I was actually really good at it. I was 13 or 14 years old. And I don't know why it wasn't until recently when I looked at that photo and I thought, oh my goodness. I mean, it was there. It was there right away. I also had a lemonade stand. I have had an entrepreneurial spirit since very, very early on. So I encourage you, if you are mentoring any young person in your life, please support them in seeing that for themselves and just encouraging what gives them joy and help them lean into that and trust that more. And if you are someone who is like, dang it, I had those things, why didn't I listen? It's not too late listen and look for those moments in your life where these experiences really give you clues to what it is that you love the most, what you are meant to do, what your calling is, what your, uh, there's a word called dharma, not karma, dharma, which is really about 
what you are here to do on this planet. And when you tap into that, that's where things start to flow in a completely different manner. I'll be honest with you and say there's still a part of me. I think there's much more I'm here to do. And I feel that it is beginning to percolate or really come together now. But there's still a piece of, there's still a discovery around where my fullest potential is. And some of that is also just trusting my artist even more, which is why I feel that some of these insights are coming to me fast and furious right now. Like, oh my gosh, don't you see? It was always there. And what if you just trust all of that more instead of continually kind of hanging my hat on, well, I'm a self-taught artist, so I can probably only go so far, whatever that means. It's probably still been part of my subconscious programming, I would say. It's still a story that I've told myself. And so I do feel a lot of potential awaiting me in terms of my artwork. All of that to say, pay attention to those moments. The early moments in life, I was asking my expansive artist members about this. It was fun to hear their stories. When teachers have also been great and encouraged you. I had a teacher encourage me around writing when I was 10. I did author a book. It's called Creative Thursday, Everyday Inspiration to Grow Your Creative Practice. I am a published author. These little moments in life, certainly you can have the reverse, right? But we're not talking about those today where people shut you down. Now we're looking for where there were those sparks, those sparkles, since it's the holiday time of opportunity and just, you know, moments where you felt the most in, in your zone. And this is why I bring this back around to the story of how my creativity got started or kickstarted really during the holiday time. So as I share for you The holidays were always really special to me. I do thank my parents for, they went above and beyond to create a really wonderful experience around Christmas time and and just, you know, decorating and music and peacefulness. And there was just a lot, there was a lot of thought that went into that time and it felt very special and sort of sacred because uh, sometimes the rest of the year was a bit chaotic in many other ways. And yet somehow everyone kind of pulled it together for the holidays. So there was this little window of peace. And I think that I really love that. Also going to Germany, being in Europe, I was only in Europe, I think a couple of times for the holidays, but there's so much about how Europeans experience Christmas and it's just very, it's very thoughtful and, and beautiful. One of the, my favorite Christmas moments is going to a market in Germany. So I highly recommend attending any of those outdoor markets and having some Glühwein, which is like the hot spiced wine. And I still have handmade ornaments from that time. They are so special to me. They're so much handmade in Germany. Now, I haven't been in many years, but I'm assuming that that's still happening. I certainly hope so. So 
Christmas, the holidays always had this feeling for me of handmade, thoughtful, peaceful, inward time. And I'm a sucker for holiday music. I'm not going to lie. It's already playing. It is. I found a very cool Spotify channel called Holiday Classics. May I recommend it to you? <laughs> I was listening to it all day yesterday. So that cues up this feeling I get, which I love to tap into during the holidays. And I really get a lot of creative ideas, especially now that I'm extra aware of that. But this is the moment that it happened for me the first time. So I'm working with Marty, who's my boss in the interior design studio. I'm assisting her. In fact, speaking of, one of the first things I did for her as her assistant is I snuck in over the weekend and I totally decorated her studio for the holidays and for Christmas. And then I think she wanted me to do it every year after. And I was like, lady, I've got too many things on my list. If you heard the podcast episode about planners where I have so much going on, right? My my arm is still sore from the the planner. Suddenly there was so much work to do. I didn't have time to decorate, but we always put a little something up. And, you know, again, the spirit of the season is completely inspiring to me. But I still, I was assisting, I was doing more admin work. Totally fine. That's what I signed up to do. But that creative person in me was always looking for an outlet. And I thought, well, I'm going to make my own holiday card. In fact, I think what happened, I still have one and I have to dig it out, is I wanted to create a holiday card for Marty and for her business. And she had these incredible golden angels and they were a 3D form. They were just all gold and they were, I think it was out of some kind of metal they were just really pretty. They had these incredible wings. It was more, it was like a full-on sculpture. It was more of a flat sculpture, if that makes any sense. And so I used that as inspiration and I illustrated this angel and I made a holiday card. And it was so fulfilling to make this holiday card. So fulfilling. And I know that she loved it. And I loved making it. And that is really how it started, a card, right? And the interesting thing is that when you fast forward to about, trying to think of the timeline, probably like five or six years later, that's how I started my business. The first art pieces where people bought more than one were little tiny paintings I made on tiny wood blocks. I scanned them in and I made holiday cards. I made sets of holiday cards and that is what sold. I printed them myself. They were adorable. And because I printed them myself, I could make an assortment and that my friends and family bought that. Sean's family bought those. That was it. That was the beginning. So I share this with you to say three things. One, find a season, a time of year that really 
connects you to you? You know, are there some memories that you just, you just feel so good? Maybe when you go to this location, maybe when you summered on the lake or you went camping or there's another time of year, like spring just really makes you come alive. And if it's the holidays, lean all in, right? Because this is a time where handmade gifts are, of course, still really special. And you can make something small, an ornament, a card, a little bit of wrapping paper, a gift tag. There's so much that you could put a touch of your creativity on that wouldn't feel like, oh, I'm going to make a painting now or going to make an illustration, right? It's just a little touch, a little sprinkling of something. I know a lot of people love to like stamp and illustrate some of their own gift wrap. And that's so uh, no, no pressure, right? <laughs> no pressure. And finding, baking is another way, honestly, decorating cookies. I, I love that too. Wherever you can sneak it in. So find that season where you feel connected, where you come alive. It might also be fall. It, it can be any time. And then lean into creating something that is handmade, all right? So two would be make something handmade. And three would be to really celebrate and acknowledge those beginning moments of accessing your creativity or trusting it more or potentially coming up with something new if you are looking at this from a business perspective that you're going to sell as an artist. Because when we are creating purely for the fun of it, that's often when the best ideas come. So one of the reasons I still do this to this day is because I end up coming up with ideas or illustrations or designs, things I create on ornaments, I haven't been making holiday cards in a while, but I make other, well, I'm making a planner, I'm making a planner for you. It's coming, fingers crossed, in a couple of weeks it will be released or not even by the time this goes up, 10 days, 10 days, the planner will be ready. And I, through the process of connecting with this time, leaning into that inspiration that just is easy for me to find right now during this season, I come up with all kinds of new ideas just by playing and by having fun with it. And so take note of that. So to recap is one, find a time of year that really connects with you. Two, lean into making something handmade. I mean, I'm usually thinking of art as handmade, and it can be digital, right? But you're still using your hand, obviously. Lean into making something. And the reason I say handmade is because it may not be a painting per se or, you know, a piece of art that's going on someone's wall. It may be something else. And three is to really celebrate and observe and take note of what's coming through when you are leaning into creativity more for the play of it for the process of creating and feel free to make a holiday card a gift card 
I can't believe how much gets started with just that one step because I also took that next step. So I had so much fun making those holiday cards. I think I illustrated them. I think I've got it. I will dig it out and I will share it with you because I'm quite certain I still have that. I've tried to save at least one rendition of almost everything I've made. It's starting to get a little full. Not, not too bad, not too bad, but I'm really, I'm proud of the journey and what's the point, right? If I don't share it with you. So I'm going to dig that out, but I also punched some holes in the card and added some ribbon to it as well. And I think I made one design, printed it out, and then I hand embellished other parts of the design. So they all had a little hand touch to them, but I was reproducing them. And that inspired me to make my own wedding invitation. I'm like, or did it come before? I think maybe it was after that I made this holiday card. So I could actually be totally wrong on this story. And I might have tapped into my creativity making a wedding invitation first. Oh my goodness. And that I do still have one of those. I made a little illustration of a couple and then I put it on vellum and cut out hearts in the center. So it's so tiny, right? It's so tiny. It's still what I lean towards this wedding invitation. And I made, I forget how many people we invited, but I made, it was, I think it was up to a hundred. It was between 50 and a hundred, I believe. And I made every single person's invitation. In fact, the one I have is from a friend of mine who gave it back to me because I realized I had none that I had saved. And I think these came before. Obviously, that was a really special moment and an experience that I was really excited about. You know, sometimes budget plays into this as well. You want to make something nice, but I thought, why do I want to spend, I don't know how much wedding invitations cost, but when I can make something myself, because I was doing some graphic design at that point. And yes, the reason I'm saying it's backwards is because I started working for Marty after I got married. So I made the wedding invitations first, but then I reignited the spark again. Is that right? I reignited the, I, I lit the spark again <laughs> when I made these holiday cards. And that's where I really started to say, okay, I need more of this in my life. I need more of this. I started to trust my own artistic voice because people were also responding really enthusiastically around what I was making, but I wasn't selling anything. This was all just for fun. And not that selling isn't just for fun. Oh, I almost caught my own language there. Meaning this was just, it was not a, a business. There was no business plan involved. It was just making art. And it really, yes, it really got the wheels turning. But what I was about to say around the wedding invitation is if you know Rifle Paper Company, I'm sure that you do. I think it would be hard to miss. Her floral designs are on everything, everywhere. And now they have such a huge company. She's actually based in Florida as well. I don't know if she's still there, but she was in Orlando. I visited a friend and and walked by their offices once 
And I remember her story was starting by making her own wedding invitation. (laughs) Well, actually, she would then be asked to make other people's wedding invitation doing little illustrations of them, I believe. And so she started her whole business doing these little people illustrations and wedding invitations after she had created her own. So you really never know where it's going to lead. I'm like, that could have happened for me too. <laughs> what was what was I thinking? I, it's possible that people asked me to make them wedding invitations. And I, if I knew myself, I would have said no, because that was an incredible amount of work to make all of those by hand and cut little like hand cut hearts in the center of the card and glue vellum. It was, yeah. But it was super rewarding. It was. It was super rewarding. So you don't know where it's going to lead. And and know, you know, with this episode in particular, it doesn't have to lead to a business. What you're making, if you have a business, doesn't have to be part of your business. And it can also lead to your business and be something that just has a whole life of its own. That's what's so exciting about all of this, right? We don't always know where it's going to go, but if we're having fun while we are in the process of it, then we are good to go. So, hey, smallstudiosundayinvite.com. Are you coming to Small Studio Sunday? I sure hope so, because you are going to be inspired. I'm seeing the art coming in, coming through, and it is going to be great. It's beautiful as always. I love seeing what our artists make, what they create, all so different, all unique. It's really special. So I'll see you there, smallstudiosundayinvite.com. If you get on the invite list, you're also going to be invited to a pre-party. We're doing a pre-party this year on Zoom, which means for my pre-party friends, we are inviting you We are inviting you into the gallery before everyone else. So if you are someone who likes to have first dibs, because some of the art sold out within the hour or so last time, then you might want to hop on that pre-party with us. Not to mention some of the artists are going to do their live demos and share with you right on that Zoom. I'm going to kick it off with some announcements and some fun and bring your holiday beverages and you're going to get all the details in the small studio Sunday invite. It will be at 1 p.m. Pacific Daylight Time really with the intention of accommodating as many time zones as we can, especially of our artists. We have New Zealand, Australia, all the way to the UK and we hope everyone can join us. So smallstudiosundayinvite.com We'll see you there. There's going to be a special episode coming next week with some of our artists and more creative inspiration for you. So have an especially beautiful Creative Thursday. And until next time, friends, I'll see you. Smallstudiosundayinvite.com. We're just officially about 10 days away. Creative. 
Creative Thursday is recorded by me, Marisa. You can find all things Creative Thursday at creativethursday.com and learn about how I can support you in building and growing your thriving artist business at creativethursdaycourses.com. Be sure to hit subscribe to get the next episode as soon as it drops. And if this episode has inspired you, share it with a friend and fellow creative and leave a positive review so that more listeners can be introduced to the Creative Thursday message and mission to empower artists to know their worth, value their work, and consistently artfully sell to their ideal collectors online so that they can make more beautiful art all in support of living a life they love. Coming together as a creative community, we uplift and support one another while encouraging and being an example for more people all over the world to dream big and believe in what is possible for them.